Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Store. Joe, I'm rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1172, October 16, 2023. That would be about, oh, the midpoint of October. That's it right. It was uh, 86 degrees on this day. In 1938, and uh, boy, they had a chilly morning back in 1952. It was 23 degrees. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. I was in Fratelloni's the other day. I like to look at the stuff, the cleaning solutions. There's a lot I thought of, you were going to say Halloween supplies. There's a lot of cleaning uh, products, and I, I sometimes like to read the labels because Whoa. big weekend oh, huh oh, wow oh, well you have to get the right product and you know there, what it's out there you just have to do your homework you know what i've fallen in love with in the last month you're not gonna believe it See, vinegar uh for what purpose son? cleaning purposes really, really only especially rust oh except my you're left word. with the smell then yeah you do have to deal with the, the smell but if you have some i love rust, the smell of vinegar Oh, really? Morning. Oh, love it. Huh. Love it. That's weird. Regarding Sensum's, uh, regarding Sensum's razor, Willard Anger has reduced it to two words. What? <laughs> Narcissistic hucksterism. But then he then in a in, then in a follow up email he he had to give attribution to that to David Brooks of the New York Times. I, I don't want to. I I think we're staying with what we have. We're not going to go to narcissistic hucksterism. I can't spell narcissism. Or it's narcissism. got a lot of asses. Yeah, Narciss- I, I live on Narcissist Street, so I can. Isn't spell that it. something, John? Yeah. yeah. That's great yeah. that you just gave go out ahead. your location. Take, take your shot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows anyway. I go for a walk and they drive by me and go, oh, yeah, I know you live Oh, there. there's Johnny Height. Yep. <sighs> it's very fitting you live on that street. Yeah, you've said ah. that before, you bastard. Oh, I have? Oh, sorry. Yes. Felt like the first time. Hi, Joe. What's up? <laughs> uh, I have some F1 news. F1 is uh, high stakes automobile racing. Very interesting. Yeah. Despite the world clamor for a green movement, F1 continues to be right up there with soccer in most European nations for uh, for attention. It's a very popular. Uh, uh, Francisco Molinari had a great sports quote when he won the U.S. Open. Oh. That's not good. No, I'm going to turn that down. When he won the U.S. Open a few years ago, and he was asked, how will this be treated in Italy? And he said, I don't know. It depends how Ferrari did the day. 
That's the power of of F1. Uh, they're having a Las Vegas event. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I did. Yeah, I did. At the Las Vegas Grand, as the Las Vegas Grand Prix inches closer to its inaugural Formula One run, it has decided to abandon an F1 tradition by not using the name Paddock due to a sensitive history that is attached to the name. What? Like a horse paddock? The night race on the Vegas street circuit is the first race to be promoted and organized by Liberty Media, expecting a huge turnout. The event is going to be one of the largest F1 events in history. After all, it is set to be the meeting point of the world's fastest motorsport and the entertainment capital of the world. Uh, coming back to the word paddock, which has been used in motorsports for a long time, originally deriving from the racehorse world word used to refer to the place where horses gather before the race. Right. They're in the paddock. Can anyone, now, I automatically assumed there must have been some racial connotation Looking it up right now. with the word paddock. No. Can anyone tell me why they're not going to use the word paddock? Uh, something about slave quarters. I'm no, sure. I, it has. It turns out it has, I couldn't find no relationship to race. Oh, okay. Well, uh, that's a good. Uh, they're going to use the term pit building instead. So there'll be no paddock. Okay, they'll paddock. they'll gather the cars in a pit <clears throat> building. Why though? Why? Because the guy who shot up the music festival in Vegas in 2017 was named Stephen. Paddock. Oh, my God. No, no. Oh, my word. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh. In a million years, I would never have, I would oh. not have nope. equated that. Wow. In fact, I've already forgotten about so, it. So, wait a minute. Check this out. Oh. This is just a, a, a one-time thing we're going to decide to change because of the impact it had on the community where we're having the race being held. Is that how I understand this? I think that was a, a decent summation. F1 yes. is behind this? Uh, I mean, uh, they endorse this. Well, They're going to go along with can it. I, can I finish the... Uh, I can read you the uh, statement from F1, but yes, you in the back. Well, because I, I, I'm guessing that the people that were affected, and it was a horrible, or horrific situation, but I can't imagine that that's the same people that will be attending the F1 race, right? Which is neither here nor there. Okay. That's That doesn't even have anything to do with it. Okay. Uh, I... Huh. Uh, F1 statement is the Las Vegas Grand Prix emphasize, empathizes with this sensitive topic in the community and as such has always intended to announce an alternate al- alternate name for our complex that will feature F1 uh, uh, activations, food and beverage, merchandise stores, event space, and more throughout the year. The Las Vegas Grand, Grand Prix... Uh, thus is going to eliminate the name Paddock. But what it, what is, the, this wow. is a really wonderful reminder that no one is, a, no one apparently in any field of life is capable of standing up to wokeism. Wow. Uh, first of all, I, I personally don't remember that that was the guy's name. I, I, no, a million years, I didn't right? either. Yep. And then using the name Paddock, which 
it, it would never have occurred to me, uh, even now knowing that it's the guy's name, it, it, it doesn't occur to me that that would be insensitive. But it harkens back to uh, another power washing we had that you might remember. Yeah. The, uh, there's a, a, a schools, two schools in Oregon were named Lynch. That's yeah. right. Remember? Yeah. And yep. they, they whitewashed those names because of the word Lynch. When it turns out Lynch was just a, a farmer in the 19th century who donated the land that ultimately these schools were built on. So... What we've re- we've reached the point where apparently even your n- name will come into play. You know what? <laughs> do you think that the uh, do you think that the tens of thousands of people who fly to Vegas every week now because they now have an NFL franchise, for example, do you, do you think that they're wh- how many of them? Have been named Zero. Paddock. Oh, how many? How many of them would connect that? Zero. It it shows you that as the world is aflame elsewhere, we are we are aflame. We are burning with such triviality that it's almost as though we're desperate to put ourselves off the map. You have students today at the University of Minnesota who, uh, if I ran the place, I'd, I'd, I don't know what I'd do. They're, they're still crying and complaining because a Supreme Court judge, Amy Coney Barrett, is going to appear on campus today at 4 p.m. for a lecture. And these, these young fools, uh, rather than expose themselves to contrary opinions, would rather eliminate the contrary opinion which is totalitarian behavior it's it's pathetic these people these young students at the u of m are pathetic they don't want to learn they don't want to be educated they don't want to open their minds to anything that troubles them uh what she's pro uh life right i suppose that's the big stumbling block that she's uh pro-life She's got about 50 kids or something, doesn't she? I wonder how these kids handle history class. They don't get enough. They don't get history, Kenny. They're not getting history in the failed academy. United States history, global history. It doesn't matter. It's got to be really, I almost said the F word, very traumatic for them. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. How long can this country survive if these are the issues that consume us? Uh, who would, a, who'd, who'd want to ever have any of these fools uh, in the marketplace of ideas? Who would want to hire any of these fools, uh, that, if, many of them law students? You know what? We, I wouldn't we, hire one. We as a nation, we're too soft. We're, we're really, we're just, we're two-ply. We're and it ten-ply. goes back to something we got on to Friday. It isn't. It, well, it still is. It still is, but it's being chipped away at. This this used to be considerably more than it is now. A very hard country. Yeah. Because you were you had to you were on your own in this country. 
Yeah. You had to get educated. You had to get a job. You had to work. You had to struggle. You had to overcome adversity. <laughs> and, that, and we have a generation, if not two, uh, trying to erase that from our condition to the point where you've got college students. There's only one reason to be in college. To bleep us. To be exposed to everything possible. <laughs> Just soak it all in. Learn as much as possible. And now you've got college and students stay drunk. who want to uh, deny this very learned woman her chance to speak on campus. They, they're, and they're not capable of being ashamed of themselves. No. They're not capable of understanding their own irony they they've been they've been poorly sent to the failed academy by the failed academy they came from it's just it's just horrid it's horrid <laughs> and it goes it, and it touches every entity in our lives it touches f1 formula one racing there was nobody in Formula One to say, we don't consider that an issue. Next. Right. We don't right. anticipate right. that, sir. We don't anticipate this <laughs> to would, be a problem. I want to know about the process involved there in reaching that and, and just bringing up the topic in the first place and then discussing it. Did it come from somebody in Las Vegas or from within one of the hotels or casinos? Oh, probably, Bureau? sure. Probably. Who brought this up? Probably. And who, who across the table said, oh, my God, you're right. That's a really good idea. I'll call F1 right, right. now. Well, there's got to be somebody that Who's raised that? their hand somewhere. I, and I, said, doubt if it, I doubt if it came from within F1. Go ahead, Matt. You were going to say what I'm thinking. No, I'm saying there, there's bound to be one sane person that said, are yeah. you guys out of your mind? Yes. This is yes. F1. Yeah. 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 Nobody gives a rat's Nobody's patootin. capable of that anymore. There's no one to say, <laughs> go bleep racing, yourself. I know. Racing, I know. That's where I, you get it. I can't wait. Do you watch F1, right? So, I, I do, yes. So you're familiar with the announcers. Yeah. That guy is high strung. I mean, he, half the race, he is screaming Well, at he's us high he's, as a kite. What he, well, he's so into the race. Do you think he's going to remember to say, what did you call it? Pit area building? Pit, pit building. <laughs> when he's been saying paddock for the last 30 years, do you think he's going to remember to say pit building? I don't think so. No, but let's break this down because it's, 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 it strikes me that it's, it's unlikely that that awareness came from F1. It's more likely that it came from, I don't know, Las Vegas Chamber of Commerce, uh, uh, a hotel owner, whatever. Uh, it's unlikely it came from F1. So when it came to F1, yes, what F1 didn't have was somebody to say, "Are you kidding me? What what is this? What what's the problem? It's a paddock. It's a that's a look up the definition of paddock. I had it, but I dropped it. Okay. okay. It's it's just a gathering spot for horses and in this case cars and a small field or enclosure where horses are kept or exercised. That's the noun. Uh, the verb is to keep or enclose a horse in a paddock. And there's no you can find no uh, connection to uh, African American history. There's no uh, there's no racial connotation no, whatsoever. It's just a shooter. It's just Joe, a word, Joe. When you hear. The word, just tell me what you think, what comes to mind when you hear 
the word Ferrari paddock. Oh. I know, right? Oh. I know. I yeah. want to be there. Yes, yes. All the secrets, the skunk, the skunk works. What's going? What's this? What does this do? Why is this? Oh, my God. And now it's the, what? Ferrari. See, this building. is what dark people do. <laughs> dark people, not skin color. Dark souls, dark visions, dark intellects, ruinous intellects. What they do is ruin it for the rest of us. Right. The dower among us. Yeah, they ruin they ruin things. Did how many kids in Oregon thought of lynching when they went to their school every day? Probably zero percent. But then some prematurely gray haired forty two year old woman said, Oh, this is terrible. That's that's evokes memories of lynching. Well now you've ruined the name of this well, I, I guess they probably renamed the schools now that I recall the whole situation. But they ruined the name Lynch, which is about the second, third, or f- it's in the top five surnames in America. Lynch. Right. I guarantee it's in the Okay, I'll cut it back. It's in the top ten. Okay. But it's a popular name. It's a common name. I know a Lynch. I've known a couple. It never occurred to me to connect that name to a rope. Never. And, and gratefully, maybe because my neurons are slowing down, I still don't. It's still, it's okay with me if your name's Lynch. Well, and somewhat analogous, remember the controversy surrounding NASCAR, where uh, there was They a, did a fake Lynch. They did a fake one with, uh, what was the driver's name, Kenny? I don't know, Bubba something. Bubba, Bubba. Wallace. Yeah. yeah. Bubba yeah. Wallace. It's like, no, that was just the regular garage door handle. Yep. The rope. The rope. Uh, and I don't think Bubba even noticed it. Uh, I wonder if anybody's talked to a famous actress and comedian, Jane Lynch, about her uh, horrible, <laughs> horrible <laughs> last name. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> Say, it's that time of year again. Tis the season? It's the season what for the got? Center of the American Experiment Golden Turkey Awards. Ah. And boy, what a field they have to choose from. Minnesota's, How are they possibly going to narrow well, it down? Well, they go like this. Minnesota's government wastes a lot of money on silly things. Each year, the Center of the American Experiment gives out the Golden Turkey Award to the best waste of money. And right now, they're accepting nominations. Well, I got one. You squandered an $18 billion surplus. If that doesn't get the... If Walls doesn't get the turkey... I don't know who will. That's going to be tough to be. If you have an example of ridiculous spending in Minnesota's government, go to americanexperiment.org slash golden turkey. You can be part of this. It's fun. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I want walls for squandering the surplus. The center of the American experiment will be naming the finalists on October 30. And the winner of the 2024 golden turkey award will be announced on November 22nd, right here on Garage okay. Logic. Again, if you have an, a, a, an example of ridiculous spending in Minnesota's government that you think is worthy of the golden turkey, get a hold of AmericanExperiment.org slash golden turkey, one word. I'm at 11,843. Boy, there's a lot of heights, too. Yeah. It's a lot in North Dakota. Truth, justice, and the suture. Well, Joe, you really opened up my eyes. You're going to have to repeat that story for us on the air. Your brother Paul does what, did what, and what happened? And the mechanic said what? Every oil change, he would add two ounces of seafoam to the the crankcase. 
a gulp? And then he yeah. sold the car, and for some reason, the guy had to break down the engine and reported that it was the cleanest engine he'd ever seen. Wow. That is prevent, uh, preventive maintenance. That's now, amazing. I have never heard of anybody doing that. That's brilliant. I guess what I got to follow up on is why did that engine need to be rebuilt? Oh, that's a good question. Maybe it uh-huh. had 400,000 miles on it. I don't know. Well, Paul is a well-known scofflaw when it comes to speed limits, that's right? True. That's true. I mean, he's 100-plus <laughs> everywhere he goes. Yeah. That was a pretty nice car, right? Yeah. yeah so, nice you, you know, a guy's got to stretch the cables. I think so. Yeah. Then you combine that with uh, this email I got from a guy named Randy. He uh, went out to the East Coast and then uh, north up to Nova Scotia. Uh, and every little general store he popped into had a can or two of seafoam. Oh, you I find love this stuff stores. everywhere. I don't know what to do now, Joe. Should I continue doing it my method of dumping in a can of seafoam 100 to 500 miles before an oil change, or should I skip that? And just put a couple of ounces in every time I change the oil. I'd go a couple ounces every time you change the oil. It seems like a good idea. Uh, Seafoam, another wonderful product from the uh, something uh, global, uh, <laughs> local, reach, uh, bad, gas. bad gas. Seafoam. Ta-da! Well, John, <laughs> as is his want, he is known as, for your information, Mr. Height, and he comes up with fabulous things lynch is the 259th most popular surname in the united states so it's not in the top five although i would say at 259th that means there's a lot of lynches yes i would agree and then you were on this site which is fascinating and the top the top five are what they're uh miller Smith, smith smith johnson Williams, Brown, and Jones. I'll be damned. Miller is seven, though. You were you were correct. Is it Miller. really? Yeah, and he looked seven. up all of us: Suchere, Mikulski, Reavers, Olson. Olson shocks me that it's not. It's uh, it finished. Uh, it's not high up there. <coughs> Olson higher than us, Joe. I, yeah, I, I, I so don't care about this topic. I can. I'm barely paying attention. Right. I'm thinking about driving grain cart okay. this afternoon. Seriously, I'm wondering. Did you get a hold of Coffee uh, Monska? Because there's yeah, a topic she, we can talk about. Did we hear about. from Coffee? I have not received a response. Well, from let's a tell one. the people why we think it might be interesting uh, to talk to Coffee when she returns our plea, and she will. Maybe just not today. Coffee Monska is the very actively concerned mother of Roseville school students and she doesn't uh, she doesn't suffer fools gladly okay and we're now learning this from uh, Alpha News a guidance provided to Roseville teachers directs them to consult with transgender students on whether their gender identity should be revealed in correspondence to home or during parent-teacher conferences. Alpha News was informed that an LGTBQ plus inclusion guidance was distributed to staff at the beginning of the school year, and it does not appear to be available anywhere online for parents to view. Hmm. We, meaning maybe Anthony Gonkowski, who wrote this for Alpha News, 
We asked Roseville area schools if parents had been made aware of the guidance, but the district did not respond to requests for comment. The guidance includes components from various regulations and policies related to LGBTQ plus inclusion, beginning with a list of terms like gender binary and gender expansive that teachers are directed to familiarize themselves with because God forbid you don't want to misgender one of these little crackpots. <laughs> Every student has the right to be addressed by a name and pronoun corresponding to their gender identity, the correspondence says. Teachers should privately ask transgender or gender expansive students how they want to be addressed. In class, in correspondence to home, or at conferences with the student's guardian. Mm. Because, God forbid, you could say parent. Mm -hmm. The guidance then notes the fact that a student chooses to disclose their gender identity to staff or other students does not authorize school staff to disclose private information about the student. When contacting the parent slash guardian of a transgender or gender expansive student, I'm really trying to hold myself I know you in. are. I think you're doing a very good job right now. School staff should use the student's legal name and the pronoun corresponding to the student's gender assigned at birth unless the student or parent-slash-guardian has specified otherwise. It does clarify, okay, however... Yeah, keep it together. That staff cannot withhold information on a student's gender identity from a parent if the parent specifically asks for that information. Mm -hmm. In other words, if parents don't know to ask and a student doesn't want their parents to know, it will be kept a secret. The guidance explains that parents are more likely to be aware when younger children are involved, but they may play less of a role in an older student's transition. Ah, okay. With regard, Matt, to an older student, we recommend that school staff consult with the student before reaching out to the student's parent slash guardian. Okay, before that. That's right. Got it. This is because some transgender students are not openly transgender or gender expansive at home due to reasons such as safety concerns or lack of acceptance. Hmm. I see. School personnel should speak with the student first before discussing a student's gender identity with the student's parent slash guardian. For the same reason, school personnel should discuss with the student how the school should refer to the student. What's EG mean? Therefore, 
Immediate example? No. E.G. I.E. is immediate example. E.G. Let's see. No, that'd be I.E. How about egregious example? <laughs> <laughs> Appropriate pronoun use in written communication of the student's parents slash guardian. Roseville teachers are further advised to create an inclusive classroom environment by using unbiased language. They should also keep gender and gender identity in mind for all classroom activities and health curricula. According to the guidance, teachers should not use gendered language or rely on gender as a means of dividing the class, instead using things like birthdays or clothing color. Ha. I, I, I'm, that, I'm officially lost. I don't know what that means. Oh, keep reading. It gets better. Oh, many teachers may have the tendency to give directions such as boys line up here and girls line up there. Huh. Uh-oh. Now what are we going to do? Which forces students oh, dun, dun, dun. to either out their <laughs> gender identity or to be categorized with a gender that they may not identify with. Mm. Trigger warning. Finally, instead of saying, good morning, boys and girls, I'll tell you what I'd say. Yeah. Good morning, you little. Please don't. Dumbasses. <laughs> Finally, instead of greeting with good morning, boys and girls, teachers can greet students by simply saying, good morning, students. Uh. <laughs> Class. 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 Shut up. I gotta go to the can, man. I miss Landers. <laughs> the district is required to allow students to participate in activities based on their gender identity, even circumstances in which other students, parents, or community members raise objections or concerns. Almost done. Huh. Oh, I have so many questions, though. The me, this means students can use bathrooms and locker rooms and play sports in accordance with their gender identity, which is asinine. Mm. Why should some girl lose a swimming meet to a biological male? It's, well, that's because you're where just are not you, inclusive. Where are you, where's feminism's role here? Where is the defense of women? Joe, you're not being very inclusive. I'm not. I suggest right. The directions include in the LGBTQ plus inclusion guidance are not unique to Roseville. In fact, an influential organization such as GLSEN, well, I don't know what that stands for, has created a... Good luck, you stupid... Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do know what I mean. <laughs> has created a model policy for districts across the country that instructs school, schools to conceal gender transition from parents. And you don't think the academy's failed? You're answering your question from earlier in the show. Which is? You just said, how is this happening? <clears throat> how, how long can this country last? Now, when this is... This is bleeping Roseville. Uh, yes, it can. Yeah, I, I, I'm wondering if this uh, LGBTQ plus thing, does this count for other things that your student may or may not be doing that you might be unaware of? Example, cisgendered Sally leaves home looking like Mary Ann. 
but she arrives at school dressed like Ginger. Or cisgender Jeffrey leaves home looking like Opie and arrives at school looking like, I don't know, Charles Manson. Does the parent need to know about this? Or is no. this exclusive to the LGBTQ plus inclusion kiddos? No, I, you know I, what I mean? I, I do. Uh, My niece that attends Egan High School has a teacher that greets the children. Good morning, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Wait, it's her morning. That's her morning greeting. Well, I like I was the just, Maria just texted me. The Hi, guys, there. gals, and non-binary pals. What the hell? Yeah, here's what I want to know. That's here's what I want to know. What is going on? There we go. That's the question of the day. That's all I want to know. Question of the day. What's going on? It's only I, an I hour and a half. I understand homosexuality. I understand it. I understand lesbianism. I get it. You but we you know there's 64, 65 of these things now. And uh, what the hell happened? What what is going on? We don't have enough adults saying stop. I, I get stop. it. I get you can have uh, you can be uh, let me, let me, questioning. Let me, let me let me try to help you here. Yes, uh, Chris. What, go ahead. What, Chris. what is happening is I don't care who you're in love with or what you want to be. You just. Keep it to yourself, right? It's uh, th you live your life. I got whatever. No I think problem. what you're saying is whatever happened to shame? We need to bring back shame. You're right, Kenny. We do need to bring back shame. <laughs> well, you're to you're touching on the very component that drives this. Yes, I know. These don't. These are kids that do not want to experience or suffer shame. Mm -hmm. They want to be acknowledged, and you're not special. You're not privileged. They want to be. Uh, what's the word I want? They want to be celebrated. Uh, well, they want to be confirmed as this. They want to be celebrated, acknowledged. They don't. Shame is no longer a part of the American dynamic. You see it in politics. There's no shame. Right. Look at this uh, fruitcake. Uh, who's the New Jersey guy that married the blonde bimbo Santos? that he met at the pancake house? <laughs> Not Menendez. Menendez. Oh, Menendez. Menendez. There's no shame there. No. Uh. -uh. There's no shame. What about the gal that was having sex in the theater as a movie was going yeah. on? Did she have both of them out? She, she had she had about three limbs going. Yeah, and, uh, three limbs. And what was her? Was that Marjorie? Lauren Bulbert. No, that, that was, was Bulbert. There's yeah. no shame. These people have no shame. Yeah, and they get they get really put off if you call them about it. And so. next time, if you have a video like that, can you make it a little bit more clear so I don't have to squint as bad? Yeah. Right. I want to. I need to see. <laughs> My sources are telling me. Did she take out the girls? No, that was uh, come in Rangoon. Yeah, he was working them over. Oh, he was doing she some was, tuning. I thought and she, was, the girls uh, um, she was uh, my checking sources, for lumps. My sources she was are telling me. Jesus. It's a self-examination. Well, no, not self. No, no, not self. He was doing her a service. That's right. But the girls were still clothed? Yes. He was inside the garment. <laughs> it, it, it looked it appeared, like it, from it appeared the, as the video. Though, yes, yes. Nice she sense. she fell short of values. That's <laughs> a good way to put yes. it. She fell short. Where'd that you. come from, Matthew? That was beautiful. Thank you. How many kids? Uh, that'd be a good good question for coffee. Uh, email her again or text her, whatever you have to do. I don't care what day we have her on this week. I want her reaction to this. 
She's a concerned mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, for all I know, this might affect her family. I doubt it, but it might. And so I want to know, uh, here's my question for coffee. How many kids do you think this affects at Roseville? Oh, that's a great question. Down, yeah, good question. Three? Might be more than that. Or or 300. Because yeah. I think a part of this Three. is knowing kids the way I do and having watched them all my life, you can't tell me that part of this isn't just a fad. Right. Look at look at what's going to get me attention. Yeah, I'm, I, you know what? I'm doing the uh, I'm doing the gender thing this month. I'm going to give it a shot. Oh, it's a try fa- it out, It's huh? a fad. It's a fad. And it, with many fads, you ultimately come out the other side, having come to your senses, and you go back to not worrying about the fad. But a lot of kids like to try fads. Right. But a couple years ago, my six year old wanted to be a fire truck. A lot of kids like to jog. Right. A lot of people like to jog. As for the guys that want to be gals, do they know the work involved that it takes to be a gal? You got to get put makeup on. You have to wash your face. I mean, even if you came out of the womb as a gal, you know, it's a lot of work. Some days I can barely get my teeth brushed. Barely. Yeah. I can't imagine trying to do the girl. You know what? That's a good point. I spend very little time grooming. Yeah, I know. And I'm I didn't want I to point that out for that. Let's get obvious. serious for yeah. a moment. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm totally <laughs> serious, Joe. I, she tells me that you're hopeless, you don't groom. Okay? <laughs> hopeless. Apparently I'm supposed to be grooming. You're going to groom. You Joe, no, I'm, groom. Not, I'm not ripping you, but you strike me as someone who grooms. I groom. I don't groom. I Joe, this I'm not morning, a groomer. At a quarter to five this morning, I looked You're at myself in the mirror and I said, did you brush your teeth at all this weekend, I'm Kenny? A brush, oh. I'm a tooth I don't, I don't, I don't miss brushing the teeth. I miss, I, I brush my teeth. Yeah. But she's saying, you've got to groom. You've got this stuff and, you know, falling off your face and you got to... <laughs> You gotta wipe that off. You gotta groom. Don't forget to dial up your shoes. You gotta groom. I got shoes with a dial on them. You know, I I noticed uh, a week ago last Friday that the garrison doesn't really groom. He's not a groomer, no, is he? I wanted to pluck some of those eyebrows. Yeah, he he needs a tweezers. Right, right. You know, I keep telling you that's his deal. That's no, his deal. That's part of his thing. Well, he's just kind of bushy. He's bushy. He's a New bushy. York artist. Yeah. You know, he's he's an author, writer. I'm telling poet. you something. Uh, Kenny's on to something. Do these guys in high school, don't they have enough to do? Right. Because I mean, I, you got to groom if you're going to be a woman. I can relate to a woman becoming a dude. Because now she's going, finally. Less grooming. Finally. Yeah. Cut my hair short. Boom. I still take a shower every three days. It's you know, and all pretty. I gotta do is dry my hair with a towel and put some crud in it. You gotta go pee. You just pull over That's in the pickup it. truck That's and pee in right in the ditch. That's it's right. wonderful being a dude. Yep. None of this grooming BS. When's the last time you peed in a ditch, Joe? Probably within the last. Jeez, I'm gonna say seventy-two hours. Really? 40, yes. I Forty-five minutes that. ago, Chris. <laughs> yes. What the hell? Yeah. You went for a ride in the Triumph, and it went about there 50 the feet. The Fall Color Tour right. was The Saturday. Joy Express. Uh, with the Triumph Club. Oh, was and it? I am very... It's, it's, I, I don't mind patting myself on the back for this. I'm very, uh, I'm very clever at where to take a leak. 
Okay. And there was one stop at a big uh, bar burger place in Wisconsin. And I knew the line would be a little uh, long yeah. from from the guys running in there. So I uh, I went, there, you know how the, sometimes the uh, the trash bins are enclosed by a fence? Yeah. But they have an opening to walk yeah. in there? Boom, yeah. that was my That's spot. your favorite spot? Boom. It's nothing. You know, my, favorite, you know. my favorite it's is actually using porta-potties. <laughs> bingo, bingo. Yeah. Porta potties at construction sites. I refuse those. Ballparks. No, I don't use those. Uh, stuff like that. No. Well, you can go behind them. You got it. You got it. What if it's raining real hard? Uh, is that a that, good shelter? Not a problem. I can take care of that with a tree. Mm. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I asked. Kenny, yep. did I hear you say you put in some garage door openers? I put in two over the weekend. And yeah. you struggled at it, didn't you? <laughs> well, Joe, the thing with garage door openers, especially when they don't come with manuals, uh-huh. uh, it turns a one-hour job into a <laughs> two-day affair. Oh, two days. Lord. Two days. That's why you need, well, see, Precision Garage Door of the Twin, of Minnesota, what is it? Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to say Minnesota, but it's not Minnesota. If it it's was the Minnesota, they would have been doing it If it was Minnesota, they me. would have been at your house. <laughs> yes. Right. It's Precision yes. Garage Door of the Twin Cities serving the metro in western Wisconsin. And believe me, uh, they will come and put the new garage door opener in, and it won't take three days. It'll take an hour or whatever they, whatever it takes, and they'll do it correctly, and it, it's going to work efficiently, and you're set for winter because you don't want to come out there when it's 20 below and have to manually lift that garage door and then <sighs> manually put it back down again without ripping out your rotator cuff. Mm-hmm. So you get a hold of Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. I'm getting great emails from people who've really enjoyed the fact that they've discovered their new garage guy. It's Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities, and you get the whole family. They're a GL family. They work. They don't even charge more for weekends. They cover the metro in western Wisconsin, as they said, and they take care of everything, including if you need a new door. Hmm. Find them at precisiondoormn.com or call them directly at 612 263 Six nine eight five. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Fifty years—that's a long time to be family-owned and operated. Uh, Moon can say that, though. Up in uh, up in Monticello, there are uh, Polaris, Can-Am, Honda, Yamaha. Skidoo dealer. They're off-road experts too. Boy, today isn't it the day to be even uh, even on the highway or on the trail, out in the woods, somewhere on an ATV or a side by side. Moon can help you out there. It's a they gorgeous a, day. Oh my goodness! It's there's nothing better than being in the woods on a fall day. And Moon has the largest inventory selection in the region. You'll see all the new and used vehicles on moonmotorsports.com, the website. And if you really love the outdoors and you want to use your machine all year long, you don't know what you want, you got to stop in. You've got to ask these guys, the guys and gals that work at Moon Motorsports. They're just like us, and they can help you 
make your passion, your dream a reality. They'll put you with the right machine, whatever that activity might be, fall, winter, spring, summer, it doesn't matter. Uh, and Moon also has winter storage available for your motorcycle. Give give them a call, reserve a spot today. 25 minutes west of the metro, south side of 94, just west of 25, right there in Monticello. We're talking Moon Motorsports on the web, moonmotorsports.com. All right, before you begin, John, I have a question for Reavers, and I want a short answer. I'm not I'm not giving you permission to talk about town ball, but it's something I noticed on uh, driving through uh, western Wisconsin the other day. Do Minnesota town ball teams ever play Wisconsin teams? Yes. Wanderoos. Ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's all I want to know. Do you have any Wanderoos stories? <laughs> he can't. He can't relay them. If I'm he not does. at liberty okay. to say. Okay, just checking. <laughs> just checking. I will say we we have played the River Falls team. Okay, a, there's a, a place called Wanderoos. Yes. And they got the quaint little town ballpark and the concessions and the whole deal. I'm trying to tell you, it's Americana yeah. at its finest. Here's uh, John Height. You want to hear about Thank you, No, I said this does not give you permission to talk. I just wanted to know, do you guys ever play other states? All right. Yes. He's nodding. Here's, here's John. Very succinct in his answer, Chris. Yes. The uh, news is brought to you today by North American Banking Company. Before we get to news, you asked what EG stands for, and I did look it up. Oh. Yeah. Ex- exempli gratia, Latin meaning for example. For example. So when, when you provide specific examples. You for example. Use What's IE? Immediate example? Uh, IE, now that was right underneath it, actually. IE is, uh, let's see, IE stands for. Therefore. Uh, id est, which is Latin for that is. Almost therefore, I'm okay. close. Okay. Yeah. That close. is, e.g., uh, an egregious example. Who is it? Egregious. Who it is? Who it is? Mike also in, is a town council member and emailed the same thing, the e.g. thing. Yeah. In the news, as yeah. Israel prepares a ground invasion of Gaza, a group of Minnesotans is calling for a ceasefire. On Monday morning, a group of Minnesota Jews gathered at Gold Medal Park and then marched to the office of U.S. Senator Amy Klobuchar, calling for her support for no more war and violence. This comes as the American death toll rises in Israel, including a former St. Paul teacher. 29-year-old Noy Maudi started teaching at Talmud Torah School in 2015. He stayed there for six years before he went back to Israel. His friends say he, as well as his brother-in-law and two of his closest friends, were all shot and killed by Hamas terrorists at the Israeli Music Festival. Festival on October 7th. More than 2,300 Palestinians have died in the ensuing Israeli bombardment of Gaza, which is bracing now for a ground invasion as Israeli soldiers are at the border. At least 30 U.S. citizens have also died. 13 remain missing, according to the State Department. Earlier today, President Biden postponing a trip to Colorado due to the intensifying conflict. He now is instead expected to have multiple meetings with aides on Israel and the humanitarian concerns in Gaza. A candlelight vigil for Gaza and Palestine scheduled for 5.30 tonight outside Memorial Union in Minneapolis. Organizers say they're gathering, in their words, in unity and loving memory of Palestine's martyrs and remember the lives lost in the ongoing Gaza attacks. Is Talmud Torah in St. Paul? Isn't that the one on Mississippi River Boulevard? Yes, yes. And that's where this young fellow taught. 
Correct, six yeah. years. Mm -hmm. uh, meanwhile, in the Mideast today, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's office appeared to deny reports of a humanitarian corridor that would allow the passage of foreign nationals out of the Gaza Strip via Egypt's Rafah crossing. Some 600 American passport holders, as well as an unconfirmed number of other foreign nationals, are stuck in the blockaded enclave as it gets ready for the Israeli bombardment. Uh, President Biden warned that an Israeli reoccupation of Gaza would be a big mistake in an interview that ran last night on 60 Minutes. He also said the Palestinian militant group Hamas should be eliminated entirely, but said that there must be a path to a Palestinian state. There is a Talmud Torah uh, near Golden Valley, and there's also one in St. Paul. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wait, I've got the one off uh, Hamlin and Ford Parkway, is what I'm looking at here. Hamlin and Ford Parkway. Nowhere near um, That's a little River. school there. Yeah, it's right across from the 18-hole golf course. But I, you're right. I did. I had been driving by some. It's right down by. Oh, yeah. It's the Temple of Aaron that you're thinking of, okay, Joe. Okay. That's the one I used to drive by every right. day. Doctors and other health care workers at Alina Health have voted to unionize with the Doctors' Council SEIU with 325 voting employees voting in favor, 200 employees voting against. The union said their goal is to help doctors gain a voice in the workplace regarding patient care and to be able to negotiate the conditions that they work under. St. Paul Police encouraging anyone with info to come forward in relation to a shooting during a memorial at Oakland Cemetery on Saturday night that sent two women, ages 18 and 40, to the hospital. Spokesperson Molly McMillan said it's unfortunate the situation occurred during what appears to be an already difficult time for those involved, given they said they were at the cemetery to remember a lost loved one. Officers were told that a group of people in a van showed up to the cemetery for a balloon release and memorial. Then around 7 p.m., another group in an unknown car drove up and opened fire on the van, hitting the two women and a nearby vehicle that belonged to a man who told police he was attending the memorial. Police on Sunday clarified that there were two, not three victims, as initially reported. Police do not have any vehicle or suspect descriptions. They encourage anyone with information to contact the St. Paul Police Department. They also say they do not believe there's an ongoing threat to the public, encouraging people to still be mindful of their surroundings and report anything that appears suspicious to police. Uh, as you heard Joe talk about, the University of Minnesota will be playing host to a U.S. Supreme Court justice this afternoon. This is Monday. Justice Amy Coney Barrett is visiting the university as part of the law school's lecture series. The event will be at Northrop starting at 4 o'clock. Doors open at 3 o'clock. Although all tickets have been claimed for the event, there may still be some available online up to the time of her appearance if someone decides to return theirs. Previously, Justices Elena Kagan and John Roberts Jr. have visited the school. There are protests planned, and the Young Democratic Socialists of America at the University of Minnesota circulated an obviously unsuccessful petition demanding the law school rescind the justice's invitation. Good news announced on Friday for folks up here in my neck of the woods. This year, the North Metro City and Anoka County secured the last of state and federal dollars needed to pay for a $195 million project with the goal of transforming one of the state's most dangerous highways into what one lawmaker calls the future of transportation. When completed in 2028, Highway 65 will operate like an expressway. Stoplights at four interchanges between 97th and 119th will be replaced with 
underpasses or overpasses. Some access points that don't currently have stoplights will be closed. The work starts in 2025. The construction will obviously cause some issues, but officials say the final product will make it all worthwhile. I've not spent a lot of time on 65. Well, you it's don't dangerous. want to. It's very you dangerous. Who is the ding-dong that thinks the future of transportation is something we've been doing in this country since bleeping Eisenhower was in office? Yeah, who did say that? Because who, there's who another the, point to make. It, it, it was the, the local uh, lawmaker that said I that. I don't Because I thought the future name. of transportation was the George Jetson stuff. And, right. And, what know. a... Jackass. I'm glad he said this. This this obviously means they see cars uh, still around for a while. <laughs> well, no, this, it, yeah. it means he's never opened up a history book and uh, figured out where the interstate system the came history from. History of transportation. But and not to be that guy <clears throat> splitting hairs, but isn't the main reason it's so dangerous is because they're insistent on insistence on having this be a, a main walkway for pedestrians. That's no, why that stretch it, is so dangerous. It's the cross streets and the stoplights. It and is. Speed. Oh, okay. it's accidents. Yeah, okay. every, every morning. And some of them are just huge yeah, The times I've traveled it, I haven't, it, I haven't liked it. Yeah, you yeah. have to get on it and go. And yeah. it, if you're doing the speed limit or ten minute or ten miles over the speed limit, you're yeah. going too damn slow. Right. Yeah, and there's the, they'll be replacing four sets of stoplights, which are... Aggravating as hell, you okay. would not believe. Got it. Uh, especially during rush hour, it gets ridiculous. How do you like that Bunker Lane Boulevard intersection? Isn't that a fun one? I'm There's unfamiliar with it. Bunker and uh, and uh, 65. Yeah, that one. Yeah, it's it's. Oh, they were all like that. Literally, yep. everyone. Yep. 109th is the worst. 109th Main Street. For, yep. You can sit at stoplights for five minutes. And the people on the cross streets take chances. You know, yep. they'll rocket through a red. Because yep. there are cross streets without stoplights, correct? No. Uh, no, no. There, oh, no. Oh. They all have stoplights. There are streets, though, that come out to the main highway and you can take a right on. Yeah, correct. And, and traficic on the main line is doing 65, well, 70, <laughs> and you got to somehow spool it up and fit your way in. You know, The one you talked about on Bunker is like that, and they're coming off from coming north, so they're yeah. all doing 65, 70. Yeah. If you yeah. want to take a right, you take your life in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. On uh, that note, let's take a little break here. Have some more news after we hear from The Rookie. Thank you, Johnny Cake Ridge Road. I want you guys to go to mnmasoniccharities.org. That's mnmasoniccharities.org. I'll tell you, first and foremost, uh, when you go to their website, you're going to find out just how much they do. We joke about the handshakes. We joke about all that other stuff. But they really do fantastic work. And there is a wonderful long list of Masons. Yes, the Masons have been around forever. And some of the famous people that they have, well, go to the website and check it out for yourself because they are fantastic. Great people doing wonderful work. And all you have to do is go to the website, mnmasoniccharities.org. MNMasonicCharities.org. You can learn all about how they help the young communicate, how they help the elderly, they help students with scholarships. They're compassionate, they're committed, and oh, so capable. Visit the website because the secret is out. They know that they have the uh, funny handshakes and the private meetings, but they also are very public about what they do because they want you to know. Learn more at MNMasonicCharities.org. And I'll have some new names for you this week. Talking about uh, Masons that you know well in history, go to mnmasoniccharities.org. 
Hey, the end of the world thing is gone. Huh? Double I need it? that. Did yeah, I double clicked it sometimes. I'm okay. sick of hearing that anyway. And now this won't play. <laughs> it's the end of the this world won't as play. we know it. And he feels fine. Can we fine. get some new ones? Let's get some new ones. It's Why time won't this... to play Love in a Hardware Store. <laughs> yes. Here's the same old this shit. Didn't, this didn't play. How about this one? Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and well, bolts of life. When I press it, it doesn't play. Are we, uh, are we on? Huh? Sadly, yes, we are, John. But oh, you know really? what? Hey. Oh. I, I Joe, I can't we were... fix it right now because I've got to let the fine folks know. You got a knob, dude. About North American Banking Company. Yes, and I'll fix that right away, Joe. Uh, they get it. They realize there's no shortage of banking options in the Twin Cities. So if you're tired of just being a number to your big national bank, then be sure to check out my friends at North American Banking Company. They take the time to get to know you. You know what? Uh, six locations can serve you. My location's in Roseville, but you can also see them at 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location in Maple Grove. And they offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the un paralleled service of a community bank and they are also locally owned and operated and that's big because that means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities they're not sent out of state so this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence so check out their website today nabankco.com that's nabankco.com North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender Joe thank you Chris John Former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy uh, this morning told Fox you News. You cannot stop him. <laughs> you just make. I just want to see if that works yeah. now. And I think it I heard does. It. It's McCarthy. time to play Love in a Hardware Store. <laughs> Where works. was he when he recorded that? We had an echo. It was an echo effect. So he just, I changed the, purpose? the mic. Yeah, we wanted some fanfare uh-huh you, you, got, it there. you the, got it there like oh, look out look out kevin mccarthy john and uh told fox news as brian Kilmeade this morning he's confident that representative jim jordan will have the votes to become his successor uh that uh he appears to be alone right now in that uh, opinion jordan faces an uphill battle in his bid to become speaker he needs to flip 55 republicans who on friday indicated they would not support him in a floor vote that probably will happen tomorrow uh, as of this morning a couple had flipped but a small handful also this morning other republicans indicated they had another candidate as yet unnamed Dear whose name God. they would put forth tomorrow for the speaker position donald j trump <laughs> Former Utah governor and University of Pennsylvania alumni John Huntsman Jr. calling out his alma mater for remaining silent after Hamas, the terrorist group backed by Iran, carried out attacks in Israel. Uh, Huntsman, if you missed all this, said moral relative moral relativism has fueled the university's race to the bottom sadly now has reached a point where remaining impartial is no longer an option uh, the reason this is important aside from the obvious his family has donated millions of dollars to penn over the years with huntsman's father huntsman senior giving 40 million dollars back in 1998 to the wharton business schools uh, those years of donating to penn have now according to huntsman jr come to an end one day after Huntsman's statement, school's president Liz McGill 
uh, tried to save that money, said the University of Pennsylvania should have moved faster to share its position strongly against some speakers with a history of anti-Semitism appearing at a Palestinian rights festival held on campus last month. Uh, those comments probably didn't do any good. It sounds like Huntsman and his siblings will not be donating any more money to the university. It's all fun and games until that booster money runs out, right. isn't it? Yep. Mm-hmm. The judge overseeing the federal election interference case of President, uh, former President Trump today issued a partial gag order on Trump, forbidding him from making statements about potential witnesses or making disparaging comments about the prosecutors. U.S. District Court Judge Tanya Chutkin said she would not impose restriction on Trump's statements about Washington, D.C. and its residents, nor on statements criticizing the government or the Justice Department in general, but she did impose a restriction on all parties, including the former president that banned them from making any statements or reposting any statements that publicly targeted the special counsel, his staff, as well as court staff or personnel. Special counsel Jack Smith, who brought the federal election interference case against Trump, was seeking a narrow gag order against Trump to protect what he called the integrity of the trial and the jury pool. Trump's team, absent evidence, has argued that the Biden administration is trying to silence the former president's speech during the 2024 presidential campaign. Taylor Swift's concert film, The Eras Tour, being credited with saving the October box office, 95 to $97 million it made in its domestic debut, $130 million globally this weekend, easily the best start of all time for a concert film as one of the biggest opening weekends of the year. At the higher end of projections, it could be the top-grossing October debut in North American history, a record that currently is held by 2019's Joker, which made $96 million in October. Are you going to see that, that in a theater, Joe, or are you going to wait till it comes out? I was just going to ask, did you get stuck for tickets for that one? No, but they all went. <laughs> I bet. Are they all going again? I don't know. Oh. Actress Suzanne Somers lost her years-long battle with cancer yesterday, just one day before her 77th birthday. She died early Sunday morning. Somers made numerous television appearances in the 1970s, but was best known for her role in Three's Company. A morning coffee can feel like the only way to kick your brain into gear before Boy, work. But I'll it, see. Yeah. Well, according to new research, Joe, there's another way you can go, too. A new way to boost your productivity. An orgasm before work could set you up for a day of plowing through your to-do list, I'm according to the research. I'm going to stick to the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> plowing? I'll have the coffee. It's time to play. What a hardware store. Let's go. Uh, this is a maybe great I'll live it Maybe I'll live it up and have three cups. <laughs> what are you doing in there, honey? Making I'm coffee. Plowing. I'm plowing. Leave me alone. Driving plow truck. I'm driving truck. He's got a this drive is... green card today. Mm -hmm. In the morning, <laughs> you have to get behind the mule and plow. Get behind yeah. the mule, you know. boy. Uh, in fact, nearly half of the Brits who took part in this say they're more productive when they have regular orgasms. It's likely linked to 75% of Brits feeling less stressed, so maybe it's time to set that alarm, according to the researchers, a few minutes early. If you don't have time for you and your partner to take you over the edge every morning, don't sweat it, because nearly 20% of Brits claim they can still enjoy the benefits of an orgasm up to 24 hours later. Really? Huh? Yeah. Coffee wears out. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy, you guys are quiet. Yeah. Well, 
I mean, I'm just, I don't know. Well, maybe I'll just not, yeah, um, nope, not going to do it. Okay. Officials at Hong Kong International Airport have uncovered 11 kilograms of suspected cocaine hidden in the cushions of an electric wheelchair. Worth about $1.5 million, 51-year-old man going through customs in the wheelchair on Saturday. He had come from the Caribbean via Paris. He could face life in prison if found guilty. Now, according to him, it wasn't him. He's not from Hong Kong. He has mobility issues. He told officials he's the director of a car rental company and that the wheelchair had been loaned to him by a friend. The investigation into the incident has been launched. Custom officials said in response to the discovery, they would increase checks on visitors from high-risk regions to combat transnational drug trafficking activities. And a New Jersey police officer. Will you just trim in your fingernails there, Joe? No, I was I, clicking my, a pen. Oh, I thought, my I thought spam you pen makes a nice noise. I looked up and saw your hands moving. No, I thought, right here. Uh, I heard the click. I got the you. Spam, spam pen. Spam pen, yes. And a New Hampshire police officer fulfilled one New Hampshire man's DoorDash order after the deli uh, delivery driver was pulled over. David Eldridge from Brentwood was waiting for his DoorDash order from McDonald's last week when he said he saw a police officer holding a McDonald's bag approach his front steps. Eldridge said there was a knock on the door, and I thought, oh, that must be DoorDash, but then I look and there's a police officer. After, after he left, I thought maybe I should have given him a tip. Brentwood police said they pulled over the DoorDash driver for allegedly speeding. They found out she did not have a license, so of course they had to take the car and get her off the road. Officer Robert McCann showed up on the scene to help out, looked at McCann and said, we probably should just deliver that food. Officer McCann said, sometimes administrative issues can jam you up. It's not really your fault. So we did what we could to try and get her on the scene and obviously help her with the DoorDash delivery. John, thank you so much. You're welcome. Will you hear the itinerary of the traveling linemen when we come back? Really? Ooh, yeah. All right. Logic Town Council member. Here's what you're missing. Well, and she's really well noted in her circle. She did Ninth Street Ladies about all the obscure female artists in the world. What? Yeah. She lives in a cottage in Ireland. I mean, she's a cool character. I remember wow. hearing about that. It's like yeah, we just boy. Hit play. What, oh. When did we talk about Jesus? It was last when week. Talk, one day, Joe. When did we talk? When did we talk about this? A week ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. A week ago. Uh, just talk to her about the book. Talked to her about Madonna. Uh, Thanks for those tips. You thought she was a horrible <laughs> performer, had a great voice. I thought she was hot How? in high school. Ask her about Hamas. Brooke, what other tips would you give Joe about the interview? Ask her about those pointers, those tin, the oil cans, the reverse funnels. Oh, Where'd she get that idea? Yeah. It's like, you know what? She's going to fit in just fine here. Oh, she's, she'll she, get, she gets whatever it is. She gets it. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access. Invites to exclusive events. An emailed newsletter from the mayor himself and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. Rolling. Yeah. Hit it. Does advertising on GarageLogic work? Listen to what Pete Arnold from HiraPro has to say. My results advertising with GarageLogic have been absolutely outstanding. GLers understand my business and what we do and how Joe vets anyone that advertises on here. That level of validation and trust has helped me with a 6 to 1 ROI for my commercial spend. This group is amazing and using GarageLogic for your company's advertising will generate results. If you'd like to get results for your business, visit garagelogic.com and enter keyword partner. That's garagelogic.com keyword partner. 
This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. All right, only because they come to us all the way from Get This. Saturday, October 14th, Quito, Ecuador. After breakfast, you will travel to the airport for your flight to Baltra, Galapagos. During World War II, Baltra served as a U.S. military base protecting the Panama Canal from enemy, enemy attacks. Uh, now the uh, Baltra is home to the region's main airport where you'll meet the ship. From the airport, it's just a short bus and Zodiac ride to the ship. So they went from Baltra to the Gop, Gos Islands, Ecuador. Uh, Mosquera Islet, Galapagos Islands, Ecuador. Sunday, Santa Cruz, Galapagos Islands, Ecuador. Sunday, Rabida, Galapagos Islands, Ecuador. Today, Isabella, Galapagos Islands, Ecuador. And today also, uh, apparently today, we'll conclude at Isabella, Galapagos Island, Ecuador, Wall of Tears. <clears throat> On this day, mm-hmm. uh, October 16th, in 1898, future Supreme Court Justice William O. Douglas was born in Maine, Minnesota. There's a Maine, Minnesota. Huh. Uh, he was a resident of the state as an infant, but his family sought a climate more accommodating to his nearly crippling polio. Mm. On this day in 1921, the Marx Brothers played the Hennepin Orpheum Theater in Minneapolis. Nice. 21? Wow. On this day in 1924, Minnesota's first pheasant season began in Hennepin and Carver counties. The ring-necked pheasants had come from China in 1905 and would eventually become Minnesota's most important upland game bird. Hmm. On this day in 1930, October 16th, a bookstore owned by the Communist Party and located on 3rd <laughs> Avenue in South Minneapolis was bombed and books were thrown on a bonfire in the street. Wow. <laughs> Today, the kids would be uh, in tears if that happened. They'd be protecting the bookstore because it was a communist bookstore. Matthew? Ah, yes. Pheasant in a crock pot. You should look into that. Uh, that would probably be very delicious. Oh. And finally, on this day, October 16th. in 1987, the state celebrated Henry H. Wade Day in honor of the inventor of enriched taconite. Hmm. So, boy, the uh, the Limans, they are uh, really pounding those Galapagos <clears throat> Islands. They're all over that Joe, place. Uh, did they go through the Panama Canal? I don't know. I have always wanted to yeah. do that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Morning Dove wrapped in bacon. Was that some of the best stuff you've ever oh, had? Wonderful. Oh, oh my God. Mm. When did you have that? Frank Demaris. Frank Demaris by Trash Guy made it. Oh, it was so good. See the one that had the twins tickets? Yep. yep. Taped to the lid of the garbage can on his route. Boom. Hey, thank you, GLers. <laughs> thank you, GLers. Hey, we're talking about um, YouTube and subscribing to the Garage Logic page, and we were talking about. Our trip to South Dakota so many years ago. Some of those videos are on the Garage Logic page, so subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube for free. Now, this one's going to cost you just uh, pennies, pennies uh, daily. Ten bucks a month, $100 a year. Go to garagelogic.com, become a member of the town council. You get pre-show access, post-show access, and access during the breaks. Super easy, super fun. 
and very inside the Garage Logic Town Council at garagelogic.com. And don't forget, <laughs> if you're looking for some, maybe a nice long sleeve tee, a hooded sweatshirt, 30 years of common sense, knack hardware and lounge, got it yeah. all for you at garagelogic.com. No, no. Whoa, where'd you get those socks there, homie? Check it out. What just happened? If you were on a bus, you'd be licking the window.